the AT was always this big dream for me from a young age. Um, and so like the balance of like having an eating disorder, having body dysmorphia, and then also like, it was like two completely different worlds of like wanting to hike the AT or wanting to like be a hiker or whatever, an adventurer. And not thinking I could be the same, like that together. I wish, I remember seeing Tess Holiday as like the first plus size model I'd ever seen. And I like cried my eyes out because I was like, there's somebody that looks like me. I wish that at a young age, I would have seen. Welcome to the Hiking Through Podcast, where we get to pull up a seat at the campfire and have a conversation about all things through hiking. I'm Erin Egan, and today's guest is Yard Sale, known off trail as Ashley Manning. She's been chasing adventure for a very long time. Whether it's whitewater raft guiding or hiking the AT, she's ready for it, whether you think she should or not. In this episode, we talk about the importance of normalizing all body types on the trail and how Unlikely Hikers has helped how her habit of dumping out her backpack led to her trail name, the early struggle to get on and stay on the trail, and the difficulty of finding safety gear and apparel that fits. You can find this episode at hiking-through.com, as well as on our brand new Hiking Through channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Apple Podcast and all the other podcast places. Enjoy my conversation with Yard Sale. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, Ashley. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> I, I, as I do with everybody, I did a little bit of research. And while we have many, many things to talk about, sort of the first thing that, that popped up for me that I just love was your trail name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of people love that. <laughs> and, and I have to admit, like, when I hear people, say, when I see the word or hear the words yard sale, I think of somebody falling and it just scattering, but I don't think that's how you got your name. No, not really. And I, you know, whenever I like got yard sale, I was a little hesitant to like even claim that or take it, even though it had been given to me and like several people had already kind of like heard it. Um, I was a little hesitant to take it because I knew what <laughs> the connotation and like most like outdoor sports, you know, skiing, rafting, whatever. Like if you got a yard sale going, it's like, whoa. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> yeah, I was named by a man named Cece, this like older gentleman. And we were at, it was pretty early on, on the AT and people had been trying to name me that like for, you know, a couple of days and a couple of people tried to name me Groovy, John Lennon, because I had these big round glasses that I wore, but that's just not my personality. And I always say, if I'm any of the Beatles, I'm probably a Ringo star. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <clears throat> no, um, I, it was, I just, Whenever I get to camp, I like to turn my bag upside down and just dump all my shit out, like right there. Like literally um, turn it upside down and shake it. 
<laughs> Literally, I will. I will just turn it upside down and like, <laughs> and I like, I feel like, cause I have this thing where I, <laughs> I feel like a baby saying this, but if I, if I can't see it, if I don't have my eyes on it, it just doesn't, it doesn't exist to me. Um, so like my object permanence is so bad. So I have to be like, okay, look at all my stuff. Where's it all at? Um, so yeah, I would just kind of yard sell my stuff out. Like I'd rip everything out and it'll be on the ground. And I didn't really care. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is all my stuff. And for the yard sale. And he was like, yard sale. That's a name. That's a name. And we were surrounded by like 15, 20 other hikers and the girl I started with. And, um, everybody kind of laughed and I was like, haha, yeah, I'm not taking that name. And, um, <laughs> like they, they all started kind of teasing me like yard sale, yard sale. And I didn't respond to it. And then at night that night they were like, good night yard sale. And I was like, good night. And they were like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so that's kind of how it stuck. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> In that moment when you said, yeah, good night, did you like, think about it or was it just an automatic reaction and then you realized no it was an automatic reaction and then I realized and I was like I guess this is me (laughs) so once you started walking as yard sale what did that come to mean to you who was yard sale uh, as yard sale um you know because like trail name culture is so fun and silly and you meet so many people with so many like silly trail names and, um, weird trail names. I felt like when I, I I was like, so into it before I even started my hike, I was like, Ooh, like trail name culture. I met through hikers that had their trail names tattooed on their bodies. And I was like, Ooh, I hope I get a cool trail name. And then I got yard sale. (laughs) Um, but basically, uh, basically yard sale just, I felt like, cause I feel like I'm pretty goofy and I like being silly and funny. Um, I felt like yard sale became just part of me because of how silly it is, how goofy and like silly it is. Like, oh my gosh, meeting a person named yard sale, like what a trip, you know? <laughs> So it wasn't like too serious. It wasn't too like, you know, I met like a girl that was named like Aphrodite and it just seemed so like, whoa, (laughs) you know, and it's, it was like, yeah, I just felt like it was, it was me, you know, (laughs) yard sale, yard sale became you and you became yard sale. Yeah. Yeah. It, It, I mean, there was another yard sale out there. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, he got his real name because he would, like, sling packs down mountains. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, switchbacks, he'd just, like, huck them. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> how long before you hit the... How long before you hit Springer Mountain were you thinking about the AT? Oh, um, honestly, my whole life. Um, I, like... So I grew up in North Georgia, near Amicalola, near Springer Mountain. I worked at Amicalola. My dad's Georgia DNR. I had encountered through hikers, the mountain crossings, uh, 
center, blood mountain, hiked on the AT, the whole Georgia AT. I can't tell you how many times, not necessarily all in a row, but I, you know, my feet have touched those 70 miles, more than 70 miles. Um, And I think like, I, I, I actually came across a little like, uh, Facebook status in my memories from 2012. So that was like two years after I graduated uh, high school. And in that little status, it said this time next year, it's going to be me and my friend and the East coast wilderness. And I had this, like these like grand ideas when I was, you know, still in college. And um, the reality of the situation was that I figured out that it took a lot more than just like packing my stuff up and walking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, like I, I read the grandma Gatewood. I was very into the, you know, into the wild about it. And which I think is a little like uh, irresponsible, you know, like the into the wild fandom. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. It, and it took me a while to understand that I couldn't just like, go. So it took a few years, um, to kind of understand exactly what I was about to do. And I kept saying next year, next year, next year. And then finally I really was like, okay, like I'm going to graduate college. I'm going to get my degree and then I'm going to go walk. And so I think 2016 was really like the year that I was like, okay, I'm going to like, uh, 2018 is when I'm walking and I put my like little plan into place, um, and started doing small backpacking trips, started gathering gear and started saving money. But that first day on Springer mountain was, I'm not even sure if it'd be called an adventure. I mean, it, it's, (laughs) it was wild. Uh, yeah. (laughs) So my first day, uh, um, so Lindsay are, you, you might hear me switch back and forth between Lindsay and Dorothy. Uh, she's the same person. Um, I started with her. (laughs) Um, she is honestly a doll. I wouldn't have gotten as far as I did without her, but, um, so she, and I started and it was super rainy and disgusting and gross. And it was like freezing rain coming down. And I remember getting to a gap and there was Lindsay. <clears throat> I mean, we were maybe three, four miles into the <laughs> approach trail and she's standing there and she's like her hands, her poor hands. Like she can't put her gloves on or unzip her stuff to like get her gloves on. And I was like, Oh Lord, come here. Let me help you. And so I'm, I'm like, helping her put her gloves on and I'm freezing cold and I'm like, Oh my God, this is, this is the next level. I was not expecting this. And so we keep going and there's a shelter before Springer mountain that we were going to stay at <clears throat> and then summit Springer mountain the next day. And we get to the shelter and I like dump my pack out <laughs> and I'm searching for my stuff. I'm searching for my, uh, my clothes to change into because I'm soaking wet and um I'm cold and I'm shaking and I I can't find my clothes I can't find my clothes okay I'm like ripping all my stuff apart I'm like where did I put my clothes and uh I had forgotten my pants (laughs) and most of my clothes at 
my house, which luckily I live in North Georgia. Like my parents are from North Georgia. And so I called my dad and I was like, um, <laughs> can you come get me at Springer Mountain? Cause I forgot my pants. And he was like, oh baby, it's going to be dark by the time you get to damn Springer Mountain. And I was like, I, I know, but <laughs> I, I, need, I, I, need I need my pants. I need my pants. So he came and got me and uh, he brought me back home. I ate a bowl of chili and got my stuff together and he took me back the next morning and then I started walking again. <laughs> so did it sort of feel like you were up there you kind of had your first taste you came off you're like okay deep breath now we're gonna go in for it yeah the beginning of my trip was so aggravating I I felt like I kept false starting um because pretty soon after that I developed bronchitis and so we jumped off the trail for a few days for that um and jump back on it, it was like this back and forth it felt like because we were doing Lindsay and I were like almost like day section hiking the Georgia section and then finally at Unicoi Gap is when we like officially officially got on and we got on the trail and we went for it and that was where like from then on up um until I got sick um we were walking but it, it, I felt like I felt like the, it was such a good metaphor for the start of a long distance trail you have this idea of what it's going to be right you have this idea of what this grand adventure is going to be and then without a doubt these grand adventures whether it be hiking whether it be boating whether it be setting sail across the seas you're going to get like visit so many hiccups and that's a part of your journey i i felt like i was like i'm doing it all wrong (laughs) but in reality it's just it's just part of it (laughs) yeah but did it did you ever feel discouraged by those hiccups those early hiccups? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I like when I realized my pants weren't there, I was like I'm not going to be the one that like set off on this trail, spent one day on it and like came off and like didn't go back. But I felt like I was doing something wrong. <clears throat> I was so discouraged by that. And then when the bronchitis hit, I was really discouraged by that. Um, I had a, let's see, in the Smokies, um, I got really scared because I had a, a an asthma attack um, coming off of Klingman's Dome. Like I had already climbed Klingman's Dome and I was coming off of it. And then I had this like asthma attack and I was like, Am I ever going to like, is this trail going like, am I going, am I going to be okay? You know? So it was like all these hiccups and challenges that you face. It's like, ah, they are, they're so discouraging. And you think to yourself, like, am I going to go home? You know, the random freezing. I remember it just froze so much when we first started. I was like, ah, why is it freezing? And (laughs) Like, yeah, it's so discouraging. And honestly, having having uh, Dorothy there was like perfect. Well, I feel like in some respects, having that partner in crime helps a lot. I mean, because you like generally don't both have bad days on the same day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, it was it was great because like I could I would come into camp a lot. Um, later than her and she'd kind of like she was so sweet she'd uh she she would 
like save a little space in the shelter for me, like either near her or next to her, wherever she could find one. And she'd like put her bag right there and save a space for me. And it was like those little gestures meant so much, just like walking into camp and being like, like, I'm so exhausted. I just walked for 12 hours. I'm so tired and uh, it's freezing and it's snowing. And then like, she'd be sitting there like, in the shelter with her little, you know, stove cooking dinner and be like, Hey, <laughs> and, um, you know, like, I'd be like, can I have a hug? <laughs> you know, like, and then we'd hug or whatever I needed. And, you know, sometimes it was the opposite. Sometimes I'd like come into camp and be like, yeehaw, I love today. It was gorgeous. And she'd be like, can I have a hug? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, it's always good to have like somebody dog <laughs> yeah and i th- i believe because she was she was generally hiking faster or she's a hi- faster hiker i should say than yes. than you are was that ever a struggle for you um no not really like <clears throat> so at the beginning of the the trail she had what she had done was she planned out basically the entire trail she's like like very excel sheet like type of person and I'm like uh okay yeah like go with the flow like you know uh, and she had it all planned out and it was beautiful and perfect and um like you know gradually the miles would bump up um I always did you know as far as like keeping up with her I always did the same miles it was just like Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't hike as fast and get to camp later Um, and then let's see, I just felt at some point I, I like, wasn't feeling well, um, out of Irwin, Tennessee, I think. And I was like, Hey, I'm just going to do like a few miles less today. I'll I'll catch up with you sometime. Maybe, maybe not. And, um, that's kind of when we like split ways, there was no like hard feelings or anything. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like keeping up with her was like, like, hard I guess it's like my body was doing it it was just I was getting to camp later and Mm -hmm. that was a little stressful but not too much for me to be like see ya you know (laughs) like um yeah I just wanted to hike my own hike (laughs) (laughs) you know it's funny like because everybody as everybody sort of says those words or I, I shouldn't say everybody but I've heard a lot of people say those words sort of in jest or sort of derogatory, like, yeah, whatever, hike your own hike type of thing. But yeah. I feel like it's so true. And and when people don't hike their own hike is when bad things a lot of times happen. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. How how long did you like start the trail going hike your own hike or did that did that evolve for you? Mm. Yeah, that evolved. Um, that evolved for me because I felt like I was, uh, like I, I don't even think I like heard those words um, until I was like on trail, um, and I was getting like a, a random shakedown from like some random dude at a random <laughs> shelter. Aren't they helpful? <laughs> yeah, it's so nice. Um, and this other guy was like. Hey man, let her hike her own hike. Like, 
and I was like, yeah, yeah, let me hack my own hike. Like, you don't have to comment that I'm carrying a jar of peanut butter and a jar of Nutella. Maybe I want both. (laughs) 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 Um, so I didn't even really like hear those words until I was like, you know, into the hike. And I realized like, I don't know, Lindsay and I didn't have to be together. I, I really wanted to be with Lindsay the whole time. Um, but we didn't have to be together. I could just do what I wanted. And what I wanted to do was go a little slower and, uh, kind of spend more time at views and spend time like soaking my body in streams and things like that. And what that meant was like taking miles off of a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, that was kind of what, what I was enjoying was just like being in the woods. Um, and, uh, l- like Lindsay loves being in the woods too. So, but our goals were a little different, you know, she was going to make it to the end. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was, I, I kind of got to a point where I was like, I could make it or not make it. I'm just having a good time. <laughs> but when then you got Giardia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And that is, uh, that is essentially, it was how many miles it was, how many miles in were you when you, <laughs> when that happened? Uh, it was like 982, I think was, okay. is like the mile that I got off the trail, um, in the Shenandoahs, um, right outside of Luray. Um, yeah. So, but I had something wrong with me at devil's backbone. Um, so mile like 800 something, um, something was wrong and I like had a really hard time there. I got really sick that night and I remember like laying in my tent and I was like, Oh, something's wrong. And I like didn't make it to the bathroom, <laughs> um, before like yeah, like having I pooped my pants. Yeah. And then I threw having Giardia and, issues. <laughs> yeah, I was having Giardia issues. I was throwing up. I was like shitting everywhere. And I just was like, oh, something's wrong. I think this might be like norovirus, maybe. I don't know. And um, nope. <laughs> so, but I continued to hike, um, thinking that it would pass, and it obviously didn't. And I got really sick. Um like really sick and it just kept getting worse and I didn't have the money uh to like come off trail for a few weeks and sit in a town mm-hmm. and I didn't really want to like I don't know like sit in some strange hostel and shit my brains out and be uncomfortable and like, and watch people pass by yeah and like watch the entire bubble like keep going and then I I mean I wouldn't, I probably would have taken a shuttle up to where my trail family was like, honestly. And I don't, I don't feel any shame about that. Like (laughs) a lot of people, when I tell them that they're like, Oh, you wouldn't get back on and hike from there up. And I honestly, I would, no, I'm going to, I would have probably gone back up to where my trail family was, (laughs) but. Gets back into the hike your own hike. Yeah. (laughs) But what made you decide not to get back on trail at that point? Once once you got off and and figured out how bad it was or or what the <laughs> what the issue was. 
Um, well, it wasn't really my decision. Um, I, I wanted to come back to Georgia where my parents and my family are, get better and then work for a little bit. And then what my hope was, was to get some money and then head back up and then finish the trail with my trail family. Um, but what happened was I started working again and I tore my ACL. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Um, and that was like, I, when it first happened, I heard a pop and I was like, please God, let my leg be broken. (laughs) Um, and I was like, I knew, I knew that it wasn't broken. I was like, please just let it be a broken femur. I know that sounds like so intense. Like, oh my God, why would you rather your leg break? But it's such a more intense, like recovery for ACL, MCL and meniscus tears. And that's what I had. All of those, all three of those. (laughs) And I had like extreme, (laughs) extreme damage to my left knee. And I was like, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're in the outdoor industry, if you've been doing sports like this, you've probably had an injury like this. And that's, I was like, oh God, please let this be like my legs breaking and not my knee just like exploding. <laughs> yeah. So, well, and we should explain like what you do for work or what, what you were doing for work. Oh, um, whitewater raft guiding. <laughs> um, so I, my leg got caught uh, in a section of the boat and basically I got flung forward. And, um, like if this is my knee, it basically did like this, um, which knees don't do that. No, no, they don't. (laughs) So, um, but don't worry. Whitewater rafting (laughs) isn't that dangerous. (laughs) I don't know. I, I saw a picture of you that you'd posted, uh, with you guiding and you're in the back of the boat and, uh, like there is spray everywhere and you are literally like carving it in order to get the boat to do what you want it to do. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> damn. I love it. I love that's, I love the river. It's my, the love of my life. <laughs> so also the trail. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you have a couple mistresses. I do. <clears throat> so once, once you tore your ACL, it was, game over basically at that point Um, yes yeah it was (laughs) it was uh sad (laughs) because i I have a feeling or i would guess that there was until that moment the the dream of the trail the dream of finishing the trail or or doing whatever you know in terms of the mileage that you were choosing to do that year was still very much alive and you know um and so that's that was the dream dying right there (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, it was, um, honestly, I like, I don't know if I've ever felt more like depression, anxiety, sadness, like, um, you know, with the exception of like family members dying and things of, you know, on that nature of things, um, like this was just so devastating. It was like these dreams that I had had just been like crushed. Um, I was facing also the reality of like, I had a grand Canyon expedition that I was going to set off a, on in mm. December of that year. Um, did not, was not able to go on that. Um, and so it was like, 
kind of the dis like feeling very discouraged. Um, I, I became very aggravated, um, not being able to walk. My recovery seemed to last forever. Um, I had surgery that fall and then that next spring I was trying to hike. And I just remember like doing like the easiest hike of all time, like this, like mile long, like very easygoing hike. And I just, it was like so hard <laughs> and I was like so aggravated and so upset. And I, I, all I could think was like, I'm never going to be able to hike on the AT again and feeling very like sad and discouraged and feeling some type of way. <clears throat> um, but then like kind of as my recovery kept going. Um, I was doing like harder and harder hikes. Uh, recently I like had to prove to myself I could do like a hard six mile hike with a backpack. And I literally like two days ago did that. And I was like, huh, well, <laughs> maybe I still can do this, huh? <laughs> so did that, I'm sure that you've been flirting with the idea of doing the trail again. But oh, yeah. did that sort of unlock the the gate and be like, oh, okay, hmm, when 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 can I find that time in my in my life and my schedule? You know, that's not what unlocked it. Um, <clears throat> recently, Mountain Cat and Cobra, two people that were in my trail family in 2018, so they finished the trail in 2018, going uh, northbound, and then they this past year um, spent almost eight months coming southbound um on a winter through hike of the at and when they got down to georgia um i hung out a lot with them and you can find her on instagram at mountain kidder um okay kidder. Yeah. <laughs> um and she is a total badass so is he but they came down and i was like hanging out with them a lot kind of being dirtbaggy and um you know, they made it to Springer Mountain and I was like really inspired and was like, all right, I need to do this. Like, <laughs> I got I to gotta, I gotta do the rest of this trail. Like, I want to do another long trail. Um, I've been really interested in the Florida Trail and the Pinhoti and uh, the John Murr Trail, a.k.a. the uh, Numupoyo. And I was like, yeah, I, I got to figure out when I'm going to finish this damn trail <laughs> would it literally be a finish it or would you start at springer again and, and go up you know what i was thinking <laughs> <laughs> um i wanted to walk from i wanted to do a southbound and i was Ooh. like i think that i'll start in maine walk down and if i get to the place where i left off and was like i don't want to do this anymore i've finished my hike, <laughs> um, that I'll leave then. And if I'm like, ah, I'm going to keep going and walk to Georgia or wherever the hell I want to walk, then I'll do that. Um, I love it. Yeah. So that was kind of the plan. Although it'll be like, not this year and probably not next year. <laughs> um, I'm giving myself the 2023 to 2025 window for the PCT. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say um, there is a slight plan uh, in place right now. I'm not going to promise anything, but I am trying to maybe do the Florida Trail in January of next year. 
So nice. is that the season for the Florida trail essentially? Yeah. Um, because like, you know, it gets so damn hot down there. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. I'd start really far North and then start walking up or really far South. Like oh, okay. So you start at the bottom and, and go up basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I also saw that along the way, when you were on the PCT, you ran into, I think you were chasing for a little while and then ran into a Kuna. Oh, the AT? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so a Kuna, he's like a big brother. He's just so cool. Um, <laughs> we are both, you know, part of the unlikely hikers. I think that's how we kind of like saw each other, met each other. And, um, we, yeah, he like, so I was ahead of him. And then one day at a hostel, um, I was like laying there on the ground and his partner, I had actually met his partner in the, um, in the hostel. And, uh, he was, she said, Don had said, yeah, I'm hiking with a guy with dreads. And like, I didn't, I didn't make assumptions. I was like, Hmm, that might be a Kuna, but I don't want to make assumptions, you know? So I was like outside and he had gone inside. Um, and then he came outside and he was like, yard sale. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) like so excited. It was like, I don't know. It was the best meeting ever. And then we would see each other like here and there, saw him at trail days, uh, we recently hung out in Capitol Reef in Utah. So anytime I get a chance to see Akuna, I'm going to make it happen because I love him, respect him. And he is so smart and hilarious and like just all around a great guy to be around. So <laughs> so, so basically anybody who's listening here should follow Akuna. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Please do. <laughs> that's That's the big brother right there for sure. Talk to me a little bit about un- the about uh, unlikely hikers. Ah, uh, yes. So, the unlikely hikers um, was started by Jenny Bruso, who is this wonderful, uh, fat queer um, person that is just like just like made this world um, for anyone who has ever felt othered. Um, in the outdoors as a hiker. Um, and when like I started hiking the AT, she reached out to me and was like, Hey, can I, you was getting into as far as like, um, her featuring me or what that entire world was even about. And I'm so glad that she reached out to me because the unlikely hikers has taught me so, so much. I feel like, I have progressed and learned and unlearned, um, internalized everything because Mm -hmm. of like this group, the unlikely hikers, you know, this is made for anyone who feels othered. Like they don't, they've never seen their body type or their shape or themselves in the outdoor magazines. They can't find clothes. They, you know, like, maybe don't feel safe out there. Um, and you know, it, I feel like it's, it's great because the unlikely hikers, like I can scroll through and I see for me personally, this is my personal one is like, I see fat hikers and it's like, Oh my God, thank you. Um, 
I haven't been able to like see very many fat hikers, obviously in media and like, uh, algorithms don't push us as much. And unless you're being like silly and funny, like, Oh, the funny fat friend, you know? So it's like, that's what's great. And then there's also like, you know, as I scroll through the diversity is gorgeous. It's like, I can follow as many like fat hikers, people of color, um, disabled hikers. I mean, the list goes on and on hikers that of age, like, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, there's so much to like choose from and like learn from. And I like Jenny, I respect Jenny. I mean, she, she like, I respect her so much. She is just like this beacon of light in a really tough world where people are not getting any kind of light shown upon them, you know? So she's changing the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, and it's, I mean, you know, as well as everybody else, it's so important to see yourself out there. I mean, there, there are the trailblazers, don't get me wrong. And God bless the trailblazers. But so many times if we don't see ourselves, we can't conceive of ourselves being there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, and I think that's, that's a big thing t too, is like, uh, recently, God, I, what is her name? I don't know. Recently there was like this, uh, bike, this cycler, um, this person who rides bikes and she's, um, this fat girl. And I, I have never, even thought about the possibility of me being on a bike. <laughs> like I, um, from a young age and I I'm genuinely like, I, I didn't learn to ride a bike until I was in my twenties. Um, I would only ride a bike on my college campus. And even then I didn't like riding a bike on my college campus because I was afraid of anyone seeing me or judging me and then just seeing this like total badass just like riding her bike and I was like oh she's like actually like like going on trails and stuff and uh, my friend Mary she like runs this bike shop and she's really passionate her and Marley her and her partner are about all about biking and I messaged them and I was like yo check this out and they were like yeah we're so stoked and it was like you know they're straight-sized people and they're just as stoked for like plus size people to get out here and like do the things that they love. So it's like not only the importance of like representation in hiking and in biking and paddling and et cetera, et cetera. Like not only does it, is, is it, does it matter to us like that live in these bodies that aren't represented, but it also matters to other people too, you know, like yeah. Mary and Marley were stoked, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it, I mean, the, the, the not quote unquote, not conceiving goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's not a one-way ticket. How was the trail for you? Did you, were people raining? I shouldn't say raining, but were people giving you judgment and that kind of stuff? <laughs> or were they um, just like loving having you out there? Seeing you on trail? Ah, uh, I, I think, um, I think when people got to know me, uh, they liked me. I think everyone had a first impression um, of who I was. I, I mean, there were like the few that really just like didn't care. Like, honestly, my troll family, um, they're a great example of like 
people who saw me as another hiker, um, when I first met them, I came walking down a hill and I was wearing an American flag shirt and Cobra was wearing an American flag shirt. And we were like, yeah, like so excited that we both were wearing American flag shirts and that's it. And, you know, from then on out, um, like throughout the trail, I would see them periodically. I don't feel like they ever like first look judge me and which was a relieving feeling because so many times when I'd walk into shelters it was like that um I got asked if I was training for the AT I got asked by a guy that I had seen several times um (laughs) he was like so like are you like what are you doing are you are you gonna do the AT and I was like well I'm doing it (laughs) (laughs) I got asked if I was lost, if I needed help. Um, Akuna and I bonded over the fact that we had both been asked if we needed help with bear hangs. Um, (laughs) um, Let's see. I had a few comments that were a little like off-putting and rude and upsetting. Somebody tried to name me and Dorothy Timon and Pumbaa, Um, you know, because I'm fat. Great. And uh, that was a little aggravating. And then I had... Let's see. One of my favorite ones that I tell is uh, I had a guy I was filling up water and he was like, um, have you ever thought of doing like ultralight gear? And I was like, ah, yeah, I mean, I've thought about it, but like, you know, uh, this is the gear I've got and what, what I got to walk with. And he was like, well, you're already so heavy, you know, maybe you should really think about that. And I was like, wow, (laughs) (laughs) wow. Okay. (laughs) Um, and I, let's see, a couple of times I had people use the word, um, obese with me. And it was like, I, I, I find that more offensive than just calling me fat. Um, a lot of people were like, let's see. Um, I had a guy come up and usually it's like in good vein. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, come up and be like, ah. I have an obese mom or I have an obese sister or I have an obese blah, blah, blah. You are killing it out here. And I'd be like, okay, <laughs> I, um, all right. That's okay. I don't know what to say to you. That's so weird, but it was, it, you know, the backhanded compliments, the like weird things people would say like, Oh, if anybody ever says anything to you, girl, Oh, I'm going to kick their ass. And I'm like, why would like, first of all, what do you, what? (laughs) (laughs) So it was always kind of like these, it, it was never, it usually was never like outright, like, you know, mean, there was a couple of those. Um, but usually it was like a lot of backhanded, like weird compliments and like being like, you're doing great obese lady (laughs) i was like ah thanks (laughs) weird Uh, thank you but on the other side of that you were also kind of trail famous as well (laughs) i mean just i guess from what i from what i was reading from what i was seeing like people knew you were out there people were following you they were they were paying attention in general that you were out there. Yeah. Um, and excited to see you out there. And I have a feeling you probably had, you were probably meeting people on trail who were also, um, 
excited, sort of like you were excited to meet Hakuna. They were excited to meet you. Yeah. Oh, totally. There was like people out there like that for sure. And I made a lot of friends out there like that. And I made friends with like trail angels and people that were feeling inspired in a way that wasn't like offensive. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like it, it felt like very backhanded in one way and then very lovely in another, like, uh, very loving and excited and inspiring for others, you know, that maybe feel that they can't do this kind of thing because of their weight or their age or whatever, you know, like they're feeling inspired and that's fine. That's fine. That makes me very happy and like feeling loved. And as far as like people on the trail knew me also because like I was the big girl, like, you know, you could say yard like easy for people to identify me mm-hmm. as like a person on trail. Cause I think there was one other like big girl out there and she like did not hang out. Um, and she did not make herself very, um, apparent, which I felt bad about but yeah i met a few people at trail days like it was awesome i had this guy jump out of his car and was like oh my god are you ashley's adventure and i was like yes honey hi how are you and he was like i've been following you i'm so excited to see you and i was like oh my god yay you know like very excited and so that was exciting yeah (laughs) it's crazy how the world now, how social media, the connectivity of it all. Like, I think a lot of times, you know, we, we put out there, you put out there, you know, what you're doing and your adventures and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, yes, on one level, you know, that people are paying attention, but you know, it's like, how many people are you really impacting? How many people are really paying attention? And then you have a guy jump out of his car to meet you because it's that exciting to him. Yeah, I, um, I, I don't think that I still, I still don't think I understand like, uh, my reach sometimes, which is exciting. Like when I figure it out, um, (laughs) and I'm not trying to, I I feel like that sounds vain. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but I, one time I was in a, I was in a Denver Starbucks actually. (laughs) And, um, a girl came up to me and was like, are you Ashley's adventure? I recognize your coat. And I was like, yes, I am. And she was like, can we get a picture together? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and I was like, I'm just like this, like random chubby girl from like North Georgia. You know, I don't feel like I'm like, (laughs) you know, like I don't feel like I'm like stamping the world. Like, I feel like I'm just like being, I feel like I'm just like a little like spiteful and I want to like show the world that I can just do shit and like fat girls and like big girls and all like people can just do whatever they want. Um, you know, don't put limitations on my body and the fact that like people feel inspired, they'll like tag me and like posts, like I just got my, X, Y, and Z gear. And I just, uh, went for my first hike and people will message me and it's so exciting. Like sometimes my DMS get flooded with hate mail, but also like, it'll be like one of those. And then it'll be like 
so much love and it's like so exciting you know all these people are like i just went on my first hike i just went on my first hike i just went on my first hike i'm like oh my god you know <laughs> like so exciting <laughs> and i can't reply to everybody but it's so exciting it is it's like oh hell yes yes that's what we want <laughs> you may not be able to reply to everybody but you see it you see them yes yeah for the most part i do yeah <laughs> but but and i guess like they've seen you like they are inspired by you they've gone out and done this thing they want to share it with you but i think it's really interesting how the ripple effect happens that way you know because they've now gone and do, done this thing which means your effect their effect then reaches the next level of person reaches the next it's it's so interesting when you start extrapolating how far that can go just the simple act of you choosing to whitewater raft um and or guide white rider rafting and choosing to do the AT and all of the other adventures that you get up to. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, it's, it, it, it excites me. It, it excites me because I know that I've been plus size and dealt with uh, body dysmorphia and uh, eating disorders my entire life since I was about nine years old. And the AT was always this big dream for me from a young age. Um, and so like the balance of like having an eating disorder, having body dysmorphia, and then also like, it was like two completely different worlds of like wanting to hike the AT or wanting to like be a hiker or whatever, an adventurer and not thinking I could be the same, like that together. I wish I remember seeing Tess holiday as like the first plus size model I'd ever seen. And I like cried my eyes out because I was like, there's somebody that looks like me. I wish that at a young age, I would have seen a fat like hiker, like somebody my size just doing whatever. You know? And uh, or at least like uh, someone other than I mean, my dad, you know, he's like a big guy and he was like hiking a lot and doing all that stuff. But I wish that it, there would have been like, a, I don't know someone else, you know, other than my dad, because in, in my mind, it couldn't, it couldn't happen together. Mm -hmm. Um, until finally I was like, I mean, it can, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, what was the thought process for you flipping it from those two things can't coexist to those things can coexist? Um, mm, what, whitewater raft guiding. Um, it improved my, it improved my confidence a lot. I started hiking a long time ago, um, because I love it, but I also viewed it as a form of weight loss. And that's not, when I started hiking for weight loss, I, I stopped liking it. And, uh, then I started hiking again for me and I loved it again. And weight loss, weight fluctuations come and go for me because of like my general, way of life where I guide. And then sometimes I'm like inactive for a couple of months, um, and things like that. But like, as far as, uh, when that mindset kind of hit, um, <clears throat> I was whitewater raft guiding and the, and the, I, uh, I got taken off the river, um, because I couldn't traditionally get in the boat, um, the same way everybody else did, but I had proven that I had three different ways of getting in the boat. Um, that had been approved the year prior. Like, so I'd already worked a full year and then I got taken off the river. And then the next year I 
was back to work. So it, it was very inconsistent. Um, and, uh, very shitty. <laughs> um, but I realized that like, you know, my existence as like a bigger person, um, doesn't have to like, I don't have to just be inactive. Like, I mean, I can go and do and be, and then it kind of pushed even further with the AT. Like I knew I was going to obviously lose weight because like I'm hiking and I want, you know, and that's fine. I wasn't upset about it. I wasn't upset about gaining weight, losing weight. I didn't care. Um, and I think that at that point, like just walking and being like, damn, this shit's hard. But then like seeing everybody (laughs) else being like, damn, this shit's hard. You know, (laughs) everyone was feeling the same way. Um, you know, no one was like, oh, it would be easy if you were skinny. You know, everybody was at camp being like, holy shit, my feet hurt and my back hurts and my hips hurt and I'm hungry and I'm thirsty and I don't want to go get water. You know, everybody was having the same feelings and thoughts that I was. So I was like, okay. (laughs) I'm just a hiker. Yeah. I'm just a hiker. I mean, the only real difference I felt or saw was the fact that like, I was a shit ton warmer when the cold came through (laughs) than everyone else. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I would assume also that, um, cause you went out there self-aware, you know what I mean? Like you were, you were, it felt like, or it sounds like you were in the right headspace to get out there and to not, because the, the trail in and of itself is the great equalizer, but it can also mess with you quite a bit. Yeah. And it feels like, or it sounds like you were in a good headspace to, to meet that, um, you know, with all of the, the mind games that the trail can play. And sometimes all of the mind games that other hikers can play inadvertently. Yeah. I think, I think I learned a lot more out there. I think there was mind games, but it didn't necessarily like totally, uh, it, it wasn't totally related to like my weight it was just like other things in my life, you know, like I, I deal with a lot of like depression and anxiety. Um, like my depression gets manic sometimes. And that was something I had to confront on the trail was like Mm -hmm. dealing with mania. And, um, you know, like, I think everybody has their like crisis on the trail where they're like, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) But like, um, but I think as far as like dealing with the weight thing, um, <clears throat> yeah, it was just like, I feel like with being big, um, uh, most all my life, um, whenever you think bad about yourself, um, it's, it's different than when other people think bad about you. It's like other people can say things and at some point it's like, ah, it's just, water off the duck's back. I've heard it before. You know, I don't really care what you have to say about me, but when you start being mean to yourself, it's like, uh, hard to get out of there. You know, it's like this deep tunnel. A friend one time told me, um, my friend Olivia, she said, she's, she was like, stop. Like, what would you do if I told you these things that you're telling yourself? Would you still be my friend? And I was like, no, she was like, then why are you telling yourself that? Come on. You know? And I think, 
whenever I was feeling some type of way about my body out there, like, oh, if I was just smaller, I could hike faster. And I was like, well, I'm still hiking 17 miles to the next shelter. Like, who cares? <laughs> um, yeah, I was in a pretty good headspace as far as like my body. Um, and I feel like ever since then, I've been in a pretty good headspace with my body, um, with the exception of my knee. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the knee is an ongoing thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a joy. Let me let me just give you the the what is it? 10, 20 years in the future version of it. It's it's a joy. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um circling back to something you just said about depression. Mm. Did you find being out on the trail? helpful for that or you said that you did have potentially some issues out there some an episode or something out there mm. um how because I know it's so interesting to me a lot of the people that I talk to say in some variation or another that they deal with depression mm-hmm. and that you know being out on the trail um whether it's nature whether it's I don't know, being outdoors, whether it's the nature of a hike can really help them or has helped them, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that it's gone. It doesn't mean that you just, you know, magically wave your wand and it's, it's gone. Um, And you also can have to deal with it while you're on the trail, Mm -hmm. um, which can be challenging. Yeah. I, um, I think there was, so let's see. I I wrote I wrote a blog at one point that was basically um and I think about this line that I wrote in it where I was like I thought that I was running away from my problems and I just like ran straight to them and I like use that a lot because it is such a good like thought um like you're not going to get away from your problems out there. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> like if you got, if you got some issues, like you're going to confront them real hard out there. Um, and I thought I could just run away and uh, I wouldn't have to like face my demons or my monsters and like deal with that. And then uh, like in the middle of the Smokies, it, it, it like hit really hard for me where it, it was like enough of the trail had like trails newness had worn off. I wasn't in physical pain. I was getting my trail legs, you know, it's like 200 something miles in the Smokies. Um, so at that point, yeah, my body was like working like a machine. My food was digesting the way it should be. Like everything was kind of like stacking up to my, the physical side of the hike was like, you're on it. I'm on the trail. Like who, you know, that's done. So, but then it was like the mind <laughs> like side of it hit me really hard. And I, it was raining and I like sat down on this stump and just was like, Oh my God. <laughs> I started crying and I called my sister and I had like one bar of service. And I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to come home. And she was like, what? <laughs> no, no, you're not. She was like, you've been planning this, dreaming this for so long. Like you got through all the like bullshit at first, like, come on girl, like just keep going. And I was like, okay. And they say, don't quit on a bad day. 
Um, they say that, but (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy to put on a bad day. Um, you know, like when you're going through it, it's like, you think, I, I think like I was thinking of all the times that I had been manic or, um, depressed or whatever. And just like, like my past and how I felt like I was like shitty or whatever, like, I just couldn't get like these things out of my head and like trying to forgive myself and trying to forgive other people or trying to forgive like the past. Um, so I think like being out there, um, and being confronted with these things, it's, it's really hard. You know, it's, it's a form of therapy that like, I don't know, like a lot of people don't get to go through because Mm -hmm. instead of like a therapist helping you like draw the strings and connect the dots where you need help connecting dots, you do that yourself. And it's like these realizations, um, these, like all all of this stuff comes flooding in. And for me, I felt like it was just like so many things all at once and I didn't know how to organize it in my brain. And it was just like, Oh God, like how do I keep walking with this? Um, and at one point it was just like, I felt like I was floating in the woods, just like, (laughs) (laughs) like floating through the woods, just like, I know I was walking obviously and like burning fuel and calories, but it was like, my brain was just on overdrive that I, the, I felt like I was just floating around in the woods, like walking from destination to destination. And eventually, yeah, like I was working through some hard shit. I was like, Oh, like, okay. That's where that's from. Huh? Okay. Okay. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Um, and there's these like really fun emotional moments that you get out there. And, you know, I say it like on the, on trail, this happens, but this also happens for me on like multi-day expeditions down like rivers. Um, even on commercial trips, I've had this happen where like, I'm in a realization moment and I need to take a minute. Like I gotta go. (laughs) Um, you know, it's something about the wilderness. It's something about, the disconnection from the world. It's something about like you and your smelly ass gear and like the, the moisture in the air. Like I, I feel like every time I smell a fresh rain and like dirt and moss Mm. from like the Appalachians, I, I think about like these healing moments that I've had, you know? Um, yeah, I think, I think like it can be really hard, but it can be so, so healing, you know, and you don't have to rely completely on this to heal you. Like it's, that's not going to just heal you, you know, you got to do the work. (laughs) Yeah. You got to do the work. You got to put it in. (laughs) Um, and like realize for the rest of your life that it's going to be that like turning machine. But yeah, I felt like the AT was so healing for me for sure. (laughs) It's, it's funny. You know, I think on one level, we as humans or or whatever, think that it's this one thing. And if we figure out the one thing, then everything else will will just magically work itself out or or whatever. And like the best analogy that I that I use that I've used with a, f- a couple of friends is like it's an onion. You know, you start out the first thing you pick at is the outside layer, and then you know, as you work through that, then you find that there's another layer and there's another layer, and like it it's not a magical one, one and done thing. It never is. Yeah, no, it, it isn't. No, 
<laughs> um, onion's a great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I guess I just thought of this. It also works because it makes you cry. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, <laughs> yeah. One of the things that you, I'm shifting topics on you. Just You're FYI. Fine. You're fine. Um, one of the things that you've posted about is finding apparel that fits, that oh. works for what you need it to do um, and supports you doing your thing you know whether that's white water rafting whether that's hiking whether that's bike riding you know whatever whatever the adventure is yeah uh yeah um so if any <laughs> apparel companies are listening <laughs> listen up <laughs> this is important um i think the biggest problem and what i find um is it's not only just apparel it's like safety gear mm. and it's so hard right because it's like as soon as your company starts advertising with bigger sizes, people have something to say and it sucks. Cause it's like, well, most of the internet trolls that find me and DM me and tell me I'm going to die an early death. Like, no, I'm not going to die an early death. Probably not from like being plus size. I'm probably going to die from fucking around in class five rapids. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's how I, you know what I'm saying? Like our being on mountaintops, being on cliff edges, like that's probably how I would go, pro, you know, before this. Um, but like, I, I think what's really aggravating is that it becomes a safety issue. And that's why it is. That's why I would probably go before, having a heart attack from being fat mm. like because there's no gear i mean there's no safety gear there's uh, how how am i supposed to go boating <laughs> in the winter safely i can't that's why you, you don't see much boating from me in the winter i've got a dry suit it doesn't fit my hips and it's it's hard i just had a discussion with a backpacking company and they were like oh we have 50 inch uh hip belts and i said well my hips are 60 and you know i'm not i'm not like your largest clientele and it sucks cuz it's like what about what about my bigger girls what about my bigger guys what about the bigger non binaries you know like what about all of them there you know there's people bigger than me out here doing this and i can't even get us like safety gear that's that come on you know and it's it's aggravating it's it's something i'm very passionate about because for so long i settled for less i was cold um the entire grand canyon my first expedition in 2016 um i was freezing freezing cold the whole time just like so cold the only thing that saved me was the fact that my dad loaned me a gore-tex jacket um but there was no i couldn't find fleece pants i couldn't find any kind of warm pants so i was walking around in leggings like tripled up leggings from walmart no joke like <laughs> the only thing i could find was like fleece leggings that were pajama bottoms from walmart um <laughs> so i had those on there's actually pictures if you scroll through my feed there's these pictures of me in 2016 in these like gingerbread pajama pants <laughs> like <laughs> um and they're just these walmart fleece fleece like warm pants from christmas and it's like, it's not gonna I've do just it. had, huh? It's not going to do it. No, no, it didn't. It was freezing cold. And, um, 
sleeping bags, not going around hips. Um, that's a problem, you know, and it's, it's sometimes difficult to be to like convince people that quilts will work. You know, I only recently found quilts, but it's like, why, why do we continue to do this? You know, it, it, why is it the internet trolls are going to tell me that I'm going to die early and why are you promoting obesity and all this shit? And then there's no one that's going to make apparel for us or gear or anything that's going to keep us safe. So it's like your whole reasoning, like I chose this as a form of like healthy movement and you want me to lose weight. This is how I'm choosing to have healthy movement. What what do do you actually want? you just don't want me to exist. That's, that's what, you know, and, and existing in a big body is so hard because it's like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> what do you want me to do? You you're telling me to lose weight, but then you're pissed when people have apparel for people, my size, come on, you know, we got to start somewhere. <laughs> is it truly that I, I guess it's, and this is probably just my brain unable to comprehend this, but People are truly upset that companies make apparel or safety equipment or what have you that fits people of a different body shape than them, so to speak. I mean, like, how I don't even understand how you can be upset about that. They, you know, um, I think (laughs) one of my. It's it's like I've just seen so many recently that it's been like out of control. Let's see. Um Merrill posted this beautiful plus size model um Tashion and they luckily monitor their comments, but it was like constant. And they're not even they just make shoes. Come mm-hmm. on. You know, and it was like there she was, beautiful, bright biggest smile, amazing hair. And she's wearing these shoes and people are pissed. And let's see another, another great example is, uh, I mean me, like I got, I've been posted on several of my like different, um, sponsors pages back when in 20, 2018, when I was sponsored with the through hike syndicate, I got posted on Osprey's page Oh my God. The amount of like hateful people that were commenting on Osprey's page of me post of me, and then just coming to my personal page and like DMing me how like gross I am and how like I'm going to die early and how I'm promoting people to be unhealthy. And it's like, I don't, (laughs) I didn't ask for this. (laughs) I, I don't even get it. I, I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't either like please stop doing that (laughs) i am not bothering your life so stop bothering mine yeah yeah i'm only trying to like get more people out here to i don't know how i'm promoting like an unhealthy lifestyle when i'm literally being like hey come outside and be healthy (laughs) yeah come outside and, and 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 uh enjoy as you said, the the smell of mo- wet moss and all of yeah. the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. What, what was the biggest issue for you out on the trail with your equipment? 
Oof. I'm going to tread lightly because I don't want to, okay. like, I, I like the, all the brands that, um, well, I'm not even necessarily saying if you want to say a specific brand or whatever, that's fine. But I'm, I guess I'm, I'm not even necessarily going there per se. I was more specifically going towards, um, in relation to the equipment that you had in general, what was your biggest issue? And maybe I should lead you a little bit more because I know that you posted a bit about chafing. Oh, mm. so that um, was sort of where I was going. <laughs> are are you referring to the holes in the top of my ass that were created by my backpack? It might be that. I think you were also talking about your inner thigh a little bit. And mm. um, yeah, so so chafing. <laughs> um, yeah, I so there there is very little hiking pant made for bigger bodies. So I hiked in leggings. Um, and my leggings deteriorated very quickly because my thighs rub. Um, so <laughs> there's like these videos of my trail family, like that they took going up the trail. And in a lot of them, if we're just hanging out, I'm actually sewing my pants. Um, I had this little, so like this little kit and I would just take my pants off and sit in my underwear and sew my pants, um, <laughs> where it ripped in the, in the thighs. Um, so I was like constantly sewing my pants back together, um, to try not to chafe and, um, underwear was really tough. All of it. It was like, I was always like chafing <laughs> if like my pants weren't sewn and then the, my back, um, my backpack actually chafed me so bad that I have two scars in the top of my butt um where my backpack rubbed I had the I had the pack like readjusted several several times it wasn't like I didn't try I think some people just assume that I just didn't try to like properly adjust my backpack it's just not made for me it's not made for yeah. big bodies <laughs> um yeah how did you deal with chafe because chafe I mean exactly like that face is exactly like chafe chafe will knock you off trail faster than except maybe blisters I got uh I actually did come off trail a couple of times because of chafe okay. um there was like one time I was like <laughs> the trail family I had to just be like listen I'm bleeding like I literally was bleeding um like I'm going to get a, is it okay if I get like a little graphic dis describing? Okay. Yeah. Um, so if these are my legs and this is my lady bits, the in-between sides of like the lady bits and the legs, that little in-between, um, I was like bleeding on either side and it was just like, I thought I was so confused when I like, I went to the bathroom and there was blood and I was like, uh, I have an IUD. So I shouldn't be bleeding. And I was like, am I on my period? I don't know. Um, and it was just like, I was chafed so bad. I knew, I knew I was chafed cause I was like hurting, but I was like chafed so bad. I was bleeding. I was like, Oh my God, I got to come off trail. So <laughs> that was like, I healed from that. Um, and then it was like on, I was like looking for every single chafing remedy I could find at all. <laughs> I carried so many different kinds of like remedies. Um, and there was like a joke between my trail family and I about butthole chafing. 
um, because it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you know, <laughs> but we, I know what I did for my butt was I would put Vaseline on my butt. And then what worked really well for me, uh, what ended up working was, um, I would take a stick of deodorant, um, and mm. it has to be like an antiperspirant and I would rub it on my biggest problem areas and then keeping hydrated is so, so important to prevent that chafing and prevent like the salty sweat building up and then rubbing and chafing. Um, so that's how I prevented it. Um, I'm sorry. I don't like body glide. It like constantly wore off of me. Um, I very, very specifically use old spice. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the best brand that I found that really prevents the chafing for me. Because what really, what you're going for is obviously not the deodorant. It's the antiperspirant. Yes. Yes. And there are actually now not just antiperspirants, but like extra strength or like that type of thing out there. Was was that a version that you did, or was it just a standard old anti-antiperspirant that you were using? Old standard. <laughs> nice. Old standard, yeah. Yeah. I mean, chafing affects everybody. Chafing and blisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you get too dirty. You sweat too much. It, it's like, yeah. It's yep. like a recipe. And you've got all the ingredients right there for the disaster. Yeah. I also like think that there's different chafy places for bigger people that like some people don't like taking consideration, um, in weird places that like, I ended up with like weird things happening. Like, uh, the back of my knees are like kind of fat. So (laughs) like my, my, like the fat, my fat, knee pits with like (laughs) trap dirt in them so if you're a plus size listener you need to wash them shits because they get gross (laughs) well I I have a feeling like like with Old Spice or you know washing your the making sure that that your knee pits were were clean or or whatever um like there were things that you learned on the trail about what you needed to do to take care of yourself. And everybody has to go through that process um, because the trail surprises you. Every single one of you. Yep. Even if you're experienced. (laughs) Yeah. I'm always learning something new. Every time I go on a backpacking trip or uh, an expedition, I'm always like, oh, that's that's a good one. Okay, that's good to know. (laughs) Oh, these things are like little saviors. It's so funny because I have these like everywhere because I like use them so much. Is that your favorite hack right now? Yeah. um, I put this, I honestly, like, I wish I could lay down naked and just like have it like covering my body. Like (laughs) if you find me in the woods covered in white powder, it's gold bond. (laughs) (laughs) So note to everybody. Yes. Gold bond is, is a uh, priceless priceless. <laughs> what was one of your hardest days out there? Oof. Hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use the Giardia because that's not fair. I, I feel like that's not a fair, you know, um, 
I think probably, like thinking back, in in the Smokies. Um, yeah, that was really hard. It was really hard in the Smokies. Um, I hadn't. I had yet to like see my family. Like I, I hadn't seen them in a while. Um, my uncle died, and. Um, I was like missing white water. It had rained so much on the trail. It was just like constant rain. The white water was really big. Like, you know, the river was big back home where I was guy, you know, used to guide. And, um, I was like stressing out cause communication was like very little minimal with my family. And I didn't know if I'd get to see them, um, or not in Gatlinburg. And I was like stressing over that. I had no idea if they would come up. Um, my sister was very adamant about it, but I didn't know that at the time. Um, and I, I knew that like Lindsay's family was coming up and that she'd get to see them. And I knew that I was going to feel like some kind of jealousy and like sadness if I wasn't going to get to see my family. Um, and yeah, my, my uncle had passed away and I wasn't there. Um, and I felt bad about it and my aunt was heartbroken and I love my aunt so much. Um, and like, I, you know, that was her brother and my mom's brother. And I just remember being like, wow, you, you know, you sacrifice so much when you're on trail. Um, and I had FOMO. I wanted to be with all my friends, you know, like all my friends were like partying down cause the water was high. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to whitewater raft guide this summer. I felt heartbroken about that. Um, which obviously I ended up going <laughs> anyways. Um, but I, I like, I missed guiding. I missed the river. I missed my family. I missed my friends. And I, I kept just missing everything and I had this really hard day and just like, I just wanted to go home. I just wanted to feel home. Um, I just wanted to hug my family, my friends and like my partner. Um, I missed my partner a lot. You know, he, um, he was going to Georgia tech and he was about to move to Pittsburgh and I was feeling really sad about that. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> um, I was feeling very lost in life. Like what, what am I even doing out here? What, what's the point of this trail? What's the point of even walking this far? This is stupid. Like, you know, like it was like all this stuff was just coming to a head. And I think this was like part of the like mental health, like, yeah, you know, everything was like pinging around in my brain. I felt like, I felt like somebody had I felt like a Coke bottle. I felt like a brand new Coke had fallen out of the Coke machine and somebody shook me up and just kept shaking me and there was no release. Like nobody was twisting the cap and like, I was just so built up and so built up and uh, I cried all day. I just was like walking and crying and like, <gasps> you know, like <laughs> having that kind of shit happen. Um, and yeah, I think that might've been the day I, <laughs> yeah, I went up, um, 
Clemens Dome. And I was so stressed because, oh my God, there was like a million people there. It was like the first day that they had opened up the road in a long time. And there was 5,000 people and they were all taking pictures of me and like... (laughs) like other hikers like they were like oh my god um and i was pissed and one guy i i was so mad i was like dude don't talk to me um this guy was like so you just hiked how many miles to get here today and we hiked 0.3 and i was like (laughs) (laughs) like having like a full-on breakdown and i was like i don't want to um yeah that was a pretty tough day (laughs) how did it resolved for you or how did you come back up to, to calm? Mm, Did you come um, back up to calm? I felt like I, I felt like it lasted. It continued. Um, cause then I had the asthma attack coming off of Clemens and, um, I got down to the shelter and I was stressed and like upset. Um, and yeah, I think that was, Right before I got to see my family, I felt like I didn't calm down until we were like in Gatlinburg. So seeing your family. Yeah, it was like seeing my family. And it was almost like after that, I was like, ah, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, I don't know why I didn't really go through that again. I don't know. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You, you faced the demon. Yeah. (laughs) And beat it back, so to speak. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> is there anything that we haven't talked about that we should i don't know uh, i talk a lot <laughs> I, i'm a talker obviously <laughs> this whole time i've been like chatting <laughs> which i love which is which is the whole point of this honestly. oh yeah <laughs> um i did i did want to make sure that we did a shout out to the Trek article that you did, which was the tips and tricks guide. Oh yeah. Um, um yeah, that was in 2018. Wow. <laughs> um, oh wow. That's been a long time ago. That was like the beginning of my little journey and it feels so different now, like being more involved with companies and things and writing and all this shit. but. Uh, yeah, shout out to the Trek. Shout out. Um, back then, Maggie was still working at the Trek and she was very kind and helpful. Zach is very kind and helpful. Um, that was a circulated article that like, yeah, I don't, I think it's, it's weird because it's like, sometimes I make videos and write blogs and then they start to circulate and uh, I'm still screaming in the void it feels like to companies like we're here that article was shared over 30,000 times like why can't you just make apparel for us please (laughs) you know yeah what from that article and then you went and you you did your thing you did the trail and you've obviously done a lot of whitewater rafting and stuff like that. What was kind of either your favorite trick or tip from that article or something that you've then since discovered? Mm. Uh, I think 
I think footwear still stands so heavily and is still actually an issue for big people too, because um, not every big person has wide feet, but like this, this also applies to like people who aren't big. (laughs) Um, A lot of like hiking shoes are not wide. They're just narrow, made for narrow feet. It's really aggravating because I think it's even aggravating for like smaller people because my, I mean, mountain cat, her feet (laughs) grew both times on the trail. And now she's got big wide feet. Like she's a size 11. She was taking a bath when she was down here in in Georgia. And I was like, God damn, look at them floppers. Like them things are huge, but she, I, you know, like it's hard for anybody to find, find footwear. I think that that's, it's so important to find proper footwear. Um, and it's going to improve the quality of your hike so, so very much. Um, you know, like that's probably my favorite because I, I've, I've experimented with so, so much footwear. Um, and I am going to continue to experiment with footwear. <laughs> every, every season, every new year, when they come out with the brand new versions of everything, I experiment with footwear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish, I wish that, um, Hoka worked for me. It works for some people. Um, they don't work for me, unfortunately, that that is a good brand for wide feet. Um, I'm like classic ultra, (laughs) (laughs) which are sort of pre-made wider because they've got the wider footbed. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why I like them. They, 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 they're wide. They're made for wide feet. It's nice. Yeah. My feet have room to swell even, which is like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where can people find you if they want to follow your continued adventures or have questions for you? Um, you can find me on TikTok or Instagram. Um, Ashley's adventure on Instagram and then Ashley's adventure underscore on TikTok. And then I also, um, have a website now it well it's about to it's about to go live um but by the time this comes out it'll be live but you can find my website at www.ashleysadventure.com <laughs> you're consistent it makes it easy yes yes i've definitely thought about changing the name but it's like well here i am now <laughs> you've created a brand at this point right <laughs> little did you know when you chose it the first time I had no idea that my cheesy little name would become like (laughs) well-known. I don't know. (laughs) What, what was one of your favorite moments out on the trail or one of those moments where you're like, Oh, I am exactly where I should be and where I need to be. Oh yeah. That's good. Um, (laughs) I, uh, I feel like everybody always says McAfee's knob, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say McAfee's knob. Um, I was up there with the trail family and we spent all day up there. Like, and I mean all day, like I got there at noon. Cobra got there at like one 30 PM mountain cat. Nope. Got there two, two 30. And another person was there with us hanging out with us for a while with her dog she was a day hiker and um we uh didn't stay up there (laughs) overnight of course not (laughs) 
No, we didn't do that. We didn't watch the sun set. We didn't watch the sunrise. No, we did. Um, but it was just these magical moments of like being up there, being together, um, cowboy camping with them, uh, loving on each other. The girls and I took like these naked pictures up there and like, they're so pretty. Um, just these, like these freeing moments of being with these people that I somehow like fell in love with just so quickly. Um, you know, who was it? I think, recently twerk in the dirt um twerk released um a recent visual podcast i think it might be john schwartz's um but he said something that like definitely sticks with me is like being on the trail with a person for a month or like trail family for a month you can get closer to them in like one month than you can like with your with a best friend that you've had for years you know and it's true and like there, there was just this moment on top of McAfee's knob where I was like, I'm right where I need to be. And I don't want to, I don't want to leave this trail ever. <laughs> um, and like, Nope and mountain cat and Cobra were all up there with me. And we had Sparky and bunny various times along the trail. And I love all of them so, so much. And I love, Dorothy at this point Dorothy and I had split and I love Dorothy so so much she's like a light in my life we're actually gonna have dinner like not too long from now <laughs> um and yeah like all these people I but yeah on McAfee's knob um definitely sat back and was like oh I'm right where I need to be <laughs> that unfortunately seems to happen so rarely in life yeah yeah the like beyond content um the like moments you could just live in forever and like every I don't know like I could like my heart could just live there forever and I'd be okay with that you know <laughs> had, had you heard before you went out there how how you could form these bonds with people that you've just met and have these deep conversations about things or was that something that was a surprise for you what's a great surprise for you but a surprise for you once you got on the trail totally a surprise for me um I had this idea that we were going to go out there and if I got separated from um Dorothy that I was going to just be like this like feeble female like in the middle of the woods you know like everybody was like it's so dangerous and I was like ah <laughs> you know um no I had no idea I was going to make these bonds um even with Lindsay even with um you know my trail family I had no idea I was going to bond like this with these people Huge thank you to Ashley for sharing her stories from the trail and Maya Wynn for the use of the song Try Again. If you want to see our conversation, we also have a video version of this podcast on our website at hiking-through.com or you can go directly to our Hiking Through channel on YouTube. On next week's episode, I'll be talking with Prometheus and Not a Minor, known off-trail as Andrew and Laura MacGyver, about their long walk on the Pacific Crest Trail. I hope that this conversation, these conversations, inspire you to get out there and 
have a few hiker trash moments of your own. Or, you know, maybe drop some trail magic here or there. I'll see you on the trail. <laughs>